Lindsay Beers again. I am the executive producer of Scandal, and this is our podcast entitled Scandal Revealed. And this week, we've got an incredibly special guest. Um, We're incredibly lucky to have with us the crisis manager extraordinaire who actually knows what she's doing and in real life actually solves amazingly, gigantically massive crises for people all over the world, um, little people, big people, wide people, skinny people, any kind of people, maybe even pets, maybe. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. But actually, kind of, she has actually solved uh, some yeah. crises for pets. Huh? Um, this is Judy Smith. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. This I'm is great. I'm going to tell you, Judy, um, as, as I like to do every podcast, I like you to be able to picture what everyone's wearing because you can't see us. So this way you'll have a little picture. Judy is wearing a very smart blue pinstripe suit because she's actually incredibly, she's one of the only people in the world who does what she does, So, um, which we're going to hear about a little more in a second. But um, so she's looking pretty lovely, and she's her hair is beautifully coiffed, and um She's looking really, really good. It's 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 a nice look as opposed to I'm dressed for hot weather, which means I'm wearing a kind of nasty T-shirt dress, and that's all you need to know. Oh, she looks great. Well, uh, what Betsy didn't say is part of the reason why I'm all gussied up, too, is because I have to take photos. She photos. She's doing photos. Mm, yes. So hopefully you'll get to see a photo, too, of, of Gussie Judy, as we, as we like to call her. Rare, rare. <laughs> We're actually here to talk about um, episode 204, which is appropriately called Beltway Unbuckled, which you guys all will have just watched, hopefully, as you're listening to this podcast, which actually has an amazing, and I thought an amazing kind of conflict in the middle of it, which is this whole idea of diplomatic immunity and what diplomatic immunity really means and um, how all of that, all of that works. And it's also an episode where we see, you know, Huck once again, taking care of business the way that only, only Huck can only do. Can do. Only Huck can do. Only Huck can do. Although I must admit, I continue to kind of worry about him a little bit. I do. I do. I don't know how he's going to recover and get out of it. I know, I, I right? I do worry about it. I know. It, it just is yeah. kind of. It's kind of upsetting. Do you feel like in your own real life experience? Because Judy is, of course, the person who has inspired the character Olivia Pope, and I like to say inspired because I want to make sure that everybody understands that Judy has represented a number of high-profile people, most of very confidentially, which means we don't actually base anything on Judy's cases. We simply use Judy to give us as many sort of what-ifs as possible. But very often your range of experience, you know, actually moves into the realm of the Washington cases that we're dealing with. Have you dealt very much with the cases, any cases with diplomatic immunity? We have. And what's really interesting about it, um, which you would have seen, you know, is that you are really boxed into a corner because someone can do something so horrible and most of the time um, they do. And it's really, it's, it's, it's nothing that you can do about it unless you get intervention at the highest level uh, from the president or from a sitting president in the other country, you are kind of lost on it. There, there's, there's, there's no recourse for it. So it serves... Um, Diplomatic community serves a bigger purpose, but when it comes to the little guy, it's it, it can be very difficult for us to swallow sometimes. I think one of the hardest things in this episode, too, is to watch the journey of the parents. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, absolutely. As a parent, I would be right there. It just, there, there's nothing that you would not do for your child. Um, it just, it just wouldn't. I mean, one of the things that was certainly very um, hard for me and 
you know, one of our cases, having to tell a parent who has lost her child that that person is, you know, is dead and you, you know, discovered their remains and that, you know, people think that handling a crisis is hard. That was probably right up there just in terms of, you know, doing probably one of the most difficult things I had to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. absolutely. And you're right, I think, in terms of what's weird in the normal world is there is no real recourse. I mean, it's like it's you not. sort of feel like it's, it's, a, it's sort of hopeless, um, which yeah. is what I think we tried to address in this episode is it's, it's seemingly insurmountable. And in this episode, honestly, like Olivia has to go to the president. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that she chose wisely in this case to, uh, to go to the, the president for, uh, for help. For help, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you feel like, in terms of the work that you do now, mm-hmm. do you think that the show and the exposure of the show, has it changed? I mean, how has it changed, like, your day-to-day? Um, well, I mean, the show is amazing, If I'm sure, because all of you guys are Scandal fans. But, God, you know, I hope Betsy... Because if not, it would be super embarrassing. <laughs> I know, If you were right. listening to this and you weren't, you'd be like, how did this get on? I'm totally Well, you confused. gotta, you gotta be. I mean, Betsy and Shonda have done a... You know, great job at taking the the crazy sort of high profile, high wire act crisis world that that we live in every day. And you know what the show has done, I think, is hopefully give all of you a glimpse of what a crisis manager does. And uh, I think that's important because people have always said that they knew there was somebody behind the scenes <laughs> doing something. They just couldn't quite know what it is. And so now you uh, so now you actually know. I think it's one of those things you're right that, I mean, certainly Sean and I've joked about this a lot, yeah. and it's true, but there are points in certainly our careers and in our lives where we all, like we all wish that we knew somebody who could solve crises and had an yeah. outside an outside approach to what is a problem. And you wrote an amazing book about this as well, which is actually an amazing tool for any of us to deal with crises that are sort of unusual in our own lives, which was actually a great thing because when you first sort of think about it, you go, okay, um, this is the kind of person who deals with high-level stuff and Mm -hmm. fancy people Mm -hmm. and governors and presidents and famous, you know, sports figures. and. But in fact, I think almost all of us on some occasion, be it your next door neighbor, be it your ex-husband or wife, be it a problem that you're having at home, have just always wished that we had you living in our house. Yes, I would love to. So just knocking on the, so I can knock on the door and just say, okay, Judy, I have a problem. Right. And it's partially I need what, help. I, what's great about the book, because you can buy the book. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the book is called Good Self, Bad Self. And one of the reasons why I wrote the book was uh, just for that purpose, as Betsy said, I wanted to take the 25 years of experience that I had, as my mom would say, with the big muckety mucks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and really um, try to help everyday people. And in the book, there are problems and issues that we all face husband or wife has cheated on you, kid got thrown out of school because he was using drugs, you know, you've been working at a particular job for five years and can't figure out how you've gotten a raise. I mean, these are sort of all issues and problems that we face in, in our lives. And I know that sometimes people don't look at them as crisis, and it may not rise to that level, but I mean, nonetheless, they're the problems and issues. One of the most interesting things, we met Judy a few years ago. Shonda and I met her. Um, you were coming in for a meeting because I'd heard about your work, yeah. and 
was very curious to meet you because it seemed like a super awesome idea for a television show. But one of the first things that Judy said was she came in and she said um, something which we actually have Carrie say too, which is, I'm the person you'll meet on the worst day of your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I really take that very seriously. I mean, when you think about it, somebody who I don't know calls me up and it is the worst day of their life. There's some big, horrible crisis that is about to break or has broken. And that person has to tell a complete stranger, you know, all of their bad stuff, all of the unpleasant, oh, it wasn't one woman I slept with. It was actually 10. And <laughs> I think that might come out. And does your wife know? Oh, well, no, I haven't told her yet. And it means all of that kind of stuff. And that's hard to tell complete strangers. And so it's really important. And I, I hope is what you see, you know, on the episodes is that you have to be able to communicate to that person and gain their trust because that's important because if they don't trust you you really honestly can't help them well it's funny too because i think the show tries to what we've tried to do with dramatic action is duplicate what you described to us which was that very often you walk into a situation and the person will say all right, you're here because I cheated on my wife and I only did it once and I did it with this lady. And then (laughs) about 10 minutes later, you will discover that in fact, it didn't just happen once. It was really once. (laughs) And then you go back and he says, oh, I cheated on my wife a couple of times, but it's never going to happen again. And then you just find out that actually it was an entire volleyball team. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And over the years, I've leave myself a little room uh, and I, I assume that maybe sometimes the, the, the facts, all the facts may not roll out all at once. So I'm being kind here. So I allow for that, you know, when we're trying to, when we're trying to solve crisis. And I think one of the things that we try to do on the show is organically show how her team yes. helps dig out some of the details on this since Almost nobody, flat out, when you walk in a door on the worst day of your life, is actually going to tell you all of their all their stuff. That's right. Do you think that there are real um, similarities between now Hollywood, since you're you've always been sort of in and out of mm-hmm. Hollywood and yeah. the show business, but between politics and L.A., Washington, and L.A., do you see real similarities in terms of dealing with the personalities, in terms of the world? Oh, I think it's very much alike. It's kind of the same, except... It is. It's just a different industry. A different industry, and yeah. they, they dress slightly more conservatively That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like, here in L.A. with my blue pinstripe suit, I am so overdressed. But in <laughs> D.C., I would fit right in. But, yeah, I mean, I think except for the, the, the dress... It is pretty much alike. I mean, L.A. is a one industry town, which is entertainment. D.C. is mainly politics and, and issues. Um, I think in both locations, we tend to have people that may be a little um, uh, self-absorbed in their issues <laughs> and, and, and problems sometimes. And um, there's always crisis on, uh, on both coasts. You know, when we first started talking, what's funny is because Olivia certainly is inspired by aspects of you and what you do, mm-hmm. but we always 
would joke that, no, you didn't have an affair with the president. Oh, yeah. That's like the first thing everybody, everybody asks, asks me. you, right? Everywhere I go. So I just try to preempt it. So I should probably just say it now. I should have said it the first thing. I'm sorry. It should have been the first thing. I know. Right I know. That's usually right? we get yes, that straight. We get that out the way. No, I didn't have an affair with the president. But I did the honorable thing, which is I called him up <laughs> to let him know <laughs> that... You know, it's the show called Scandal. Don't know if you heard about it, but this is this, this kind of smoochy smackdown <laughs> kiss on the first episode in the Oval. Just wanted to give you a heads up about it. And what was his so, reaction like? Well, it was so funny because, you know, he uh, had called and I wasn't able to pick up the phone. And this is Bush Senior. Yeah, this is the dad. And so it was so funny. He has such an amazing sense of humor. Um he left me a message, you know, pretending like he was the, not the real president, but the fake president, <laughs> and said, you left me. Why did you break up with me? What happened? <laughs> Call me. This is the former leader of the free world. Call me. So I called him up and I said, you left that message on the cell phone? And so he was laughing and joking. But no, he knew about the show and has just been supportive and very excited about it. When we shot the pilot, too, one of my favorite memories was... Judy, God bless her, I said, are you going to be here for the pilot? She was like, yeah, and I thought she meant, okay, I'll be dropping by. Judy, God bless her, who I don't think has ever participated in shooting a pilot before, (laughs) showed up every damn day. And she and I would sit together and watch this thing because when it came to the White House and protocol and a bunch of other things, we had no clue what we were doing. Right. So we had a really good time. We sat around and we wore really crappy clothing and ate junk food. And it was really, it was, it was, it was really, really, really enjoyable. There was one day, there was literally like one day where, I don't know, Judy had to, I, I don't know, solve a crisis, probably, <laughs> as opposed to keep me company on set. Right, right. Which right. was, I was like, Judy, where are you? What am I supposed to do with myself? One day, and there was maybe the longest debate I've ever heard on a set about where the president's, uh, like, um, flag lapel pin it's a big should issue. Be, should be placed. <laughs> it was like a world summit occurred. And oh, there it's was big stuff. Oh my God! There was just a nine one one call out because poor Judy. Oh, I don't know. Was probably doing the day s- job. Was doing the <laughs> day job of like solving the crisis of the head of state of like some foreign country or something. And I remember like tracking you down, you yes. poor thing. And I'm like, quick! It's really important. I don't know call what we're us. gonna do. We have no idea where the credits the palpin goes. So, no detail was too small for you. No, that's exactly right. I, I'm having a great time with the show, and I'm learning a lot. And I think it's important, you know, where we can. I mean, look, I know that people have to be entertained, um, but I think it's important to make sure the show has a level of authenticity to it. You know, so so from simple things as, you know, the president who walks from the Oval Office over to the residency. Oh, I've had long conversations about that. You know, he's going to walk this way. The elevator is small, so he's going to have to get in the elevator by himself. Secret Service agents are here. You know, when there uh, there's a scene back in the first episode with, you know, a state dinner and oh, all yeah, those kinds that. of things. And Who so, comes in the room with him? Who doesn't yeah. come in the room with him? Who stands outside? How many Secret Service agents would That's you have right. in this particular situation? There, it's just, there are tons of things that you don't That's actually right. think about. That's right. Until you're standing there and you realize, I have no frigging clue. Yes. how the White House works. That's right. And see, that's why you have a crisis manager on call. Right there. <laughs> the other problem poor Judy knows is that um, what I will do on, oh, I don't know, Christmas vacation. <laughs> Christmas vacation, I'll be at home and I'll be reading the newspaper 
and something will be going on in the press where clearly something is being amazingly mismanaged because it's in the press. Right, that's right. So that's tip right. off number one is it's being covered all over the place. Mm -hmm. And poor Judy, I will stalk her ass down <laughs> where she's desperately trying to have, I don't know, a friendly dinner with her family or something. And I will type a vicious email saying, Judy, Judy, why aren't they handling this crisis differently? And Judy, of course, who can never say what crisis she's handling, so she can never admit one way or the other, simply tries to tell me in some vague way if indeed she were handling the crisis, what she would try to do. And I always know that Judy's not handling it if it's in the paper and it's blowing up. So it's usually pretty safe that I get yes. a little bit of a response there. Well, it's so great. Betsy does that. Carrie and Sean are like, I know you must be involved in this, but maybe you're not. I know you can't <laughs> tell me, but, you know, it's always this drama around it. Like, where are you? They always try these little sneaky things in we the do. email to try to pinpoint my location to yep. determine yep. if I'm actually working on the crisis or yep. not. And then I'll email you back and say, I have no information for you on that. <laughs> it's just depressing. I know. It's awful. It's awful. Which, it just goes to the territory, frankly. Yes. <laughs> she also, Judy, has this wonderful um, partner that she works with whose name is Chris. Yes. yes. Who's awesome, who when we first met Judy, um, we, we got to meet Chris as well. And he reminds me a little bit of a couple of the people at Pope and Associates. Too. Yes, he does. He does. He's sort of like a Harrison might be a mixture yes. of Chris, sort of a young, hipper version of Chris. Yes, I'd say yes. young and hipper. Yes, absolutely, because Chris is married and has a young kid. And so, you know, Harrison is very, Harrison is very interesting because Harrison is very, very smart. Um, but he's also very savvy and he is very resourceful at getting information and getting things done. And I would say in a very artful way. I think so too. Yes. And you also helped us in terms of the whole idea that each of these different people at Pope and Associates have their own sort of specialty. You know? Absolutely. In, in our firm. And that's what's really great about the show. I mean, because you guys actually see you know, how our firm operates. So on any given crisis, we want to make sure that we have the experts that we need. So we always have a, an investigator. Um, we always have an attorney. And then from time to time, as you see on the show, you know, you might call in different experts for different things. If, you know, sometimes we might deal with a uh, a shrink or sometimes we might deal with a, um, a gun expert, you know, just sort of depends on what the what the crisis is you know on some of the episodes you uh, one of the episodes you will hear how one of the uh, I think a senator says that he can check into sex rehab or you know mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. like that and so you know we have those kind of people um, available and the team is 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 great uh, someone asked me do we talk that fast not quite that fast, but we talk pretty fast. And it's because it's such a tight-knit group, and we've been together for a very long time, so we can shorthand things in, you know, in, uh, in less than a minute. Uh, my friend, who I've known uh, for a very long time, said that if they didn't know me better, that I would probably have to take some type of etiquette lessons on the phone <laughs> because, you know, I'm calling the staff, yep, something just broke, okay, need this in 10 minutes, see you at the office, da 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 okay, bye. That's it. And so it moves very quickly, and you have to have that kind of synergy and that kind of relationship to, to be able to understand exactly sort of what I need and when I need it and how we need it. Well, I think that gives us, like, such a great perspective in terms oh. of how the show works and how we've been able to just 
bleed you dry oh, information, great. which we're it's been fun. incredibly excited about. And we're really hoping for several more seasons of yes. making your life a vague living hell as we track I'm you down. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I want to encourage everybody to keep on watching. It just gets better with each episode. It's, it really does. Yes. It, it really, really does. We're going to be back um, next week for episode 205. We're going to have another very special guest. That is an amazing episode of television as well. I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I'll start blathering and <laughs> you guys probably can you, you probably wake up screaming listening to the sound of my voice at this point because I've been going on for so long. <laughs> but we're incredibly excited and it's going to be great and we're very thrilled that you watched uh, Beltway Unbuckled and that you are tuning in ABC 10 o'clock Thursday nights to see Scandal. And by the way I don't know, you might just be coming off of watching Little Show Called Grey's Anatomy, oh. 9 o'clock, ABC, Thursday nights. Um, also find some excellent doctoring, medical questions answered, mm -hmm. love affairs revealed. And I don't know, it's Tuesday night, it's 10 o'clock, you have a little free time, you're sitting at home, you just want some phenomenal entertainment. You might want to check a private practice, 10 o'clock ABC, Tuesday night. A lot of options. A lot of options. But for here and now, we're with Scandal. So thank you guys so much. Please keep listening. More importantly, please keep watching. It's going to be great next week. And I'll be back next week after the episode to talk to another fabulous person. We'll share some stories about the show. And this is Judy Smith with The Cold. Thank you for having us, and thanks for watching the show. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.